0: Hi, everyone. Joel and Andy on the Stay Hungry podcast, and today we're going to be talking about getting into good marketing habits. Hi, Andy. What film that from? That bit or the. Uh... Well, that's a great show, man. It? Yeah. It's <laughs> is, is ours. That's ours. Yeah. It,
1: it's the flying motorbikes in the island that's what it reminds me of what a film and McGregor a very understand. specific I, reference I can't understand why that's not a more popular film I'm sure we're not here to talk about Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson in, in jumpsuits I, I'm not sure I've ever seen it okay now we need to talk to you
0: it's not up there with Scarface is it I
1: think it'll be alright For a millisecond then, I was going to do my Scarface impression, but no, I realised this is... Is inappropriate? ...being recorded. No, not at all, it just made me look a twat.
0: Say hello to my little friend.
1: I've I've said said enough inappropriate stuff we've had to chop before.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm not better now, I'm down with kids now. Yeah, but we don't edit it internally anymore, so... Uh,
1: I'm I'm almost woke now, I would say.
0: Careful with that word as well. Oh, okay. Caitlin dropped that word on us yesterday, I nearly got cross. Oh,
1: in 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 a public scenario?
0: Uh, I think "woke" is a term that's been hijacked by the right-wing media to divide, and then what well, that's actually caused is more woke people. <laughs> so, well, like, what, as in negatively woke people, not example? genuinely aware people.
1: what was it? Snowflakes?
0: Yeah, snowflakes that's and what, gammons. Yeah, yeah. Any word like
1: that we to accept now is going to be appropriated by the right wing
0: or the left wing. Yeah, I suppose. So. Yeah, it's. Yeah.
1: Oh
0: god, we should political. Little, little listen little to me. Job. Listen to me, Mr. Centrist. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, yeah, good marketing habits. I think um there's a lot of stuff people do that they call marketing in their business. And they do it because they know they need to do marketing. But if you ask them to measure it to tell you what it does, what difference it makes. I mean, I know whole marketing departments that don't know oh, why they do what they do.
1: God, if this wasn't a 30 minute podcast, I, I could reel off the marketers we've dealt with who don't know marketing at all. It's like, I'll put me on the yellow pages for my, my boss now. That's me, years of marketing done.
0: Yeah, I, well, uh, I mean, uh, you, uh, at least there's an argument there that at one point that was a
1: platform that worked. It's there's the yeah, propping the door open. Well, till it got so thin it couldn't.
0: Yeah, getting a kiss under the mistletoe—that was the—that was the advert, wasn't it?
1: Oh, I was a JR one
0: That was the one before, wasn't the it? Yeah, oh, that was a good film. <laughs> so, good marketing habits would be, you know, making sure that everything you do in your marketing has positive impact on your business. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it increases your turnover. it positions your business correctly, it improves your communication with staff, improves your communication with clients, it improves the foundational structure of your business. So when you start to scale, it makes sense to people why you're scaling and the direction you've taken. All these things that get overlooked and particularly at the moment, there's a huge kind of pull for vanity metrics, likes, comments, shares, bloody how many people have seen my Instagram reel type thing. And 1,527 this morning. On yours? Yeah. Fair play. (laughs) That's great. Do you know what? You're right, though. It means nothing. And we've had 37,000 discovery calls off the back of it.
1: (laughs) I'd rather have one view and one inquiry than 1,527 and no inquiries.
0: Yeah, unless it's positioning, in which case views are really important because you might be saying something really valuable in that piece. But don't say oh i've just shared a testimonial for one of our clients and it's got 37 likes but when you delve down into it all those likes are like your mum your auntie your uncle me Name no names but you know
1: i have a real challenge i've set myself okay i'm going to get the the auto captions to recognize the word
0: joel i've been I've, even the ones we get professionally written, I've been Joe several There's times. There's a
1: really good one that Poddy's done, but I can't use it, because in big letters, the first thing says, Joe and I, and everyone would be like, who the fuck's Joe? Joel? Joel?" And I thought, you won't be happy if the first word in big letters is your name, but without the L.
0: Oh, right, yeah, I'm not precious. I oh, can I use it then? Oh, Yeah, it's a shame you can't edit them.
1: Yeah, I know. Shall I write to write to Mark.
0: I was having a real think about my name this morning as well on the way I in. think
1: we'll just call you Joe. it much easier.
0: I was wondering why I've got a Hebrew name. I don't know where that's come from. I'm like the most shropshire person there ever was.
1: Who, which other Joels do we know? Joel's a first name, not Billy Joel.
0: Famous one Joel Schumacher.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Is he dead now? I don't think so. I've got a feeling he died recently. Really? Did he do Fat amongst all lots? That's Batman the and Robin. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure he died recently. Though. Did he? Yeah. Don't hold me to that, listeners. He might be very alive and well.
0: Yeah, Joel Schumacher. No, I don't think there's many. there was a Joel in Neighbours in the nineties.
1: It was Joe Joe Mangle.
0: No, there was a Joel as well. He was Flick's Joel boyfriend. Mangle. <laughs> yeah, no, not Joe Mangle. He's, he's called Mark, isn't he? Joe Mangle. Mark yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Seen so up for that then? You're just you'd be known as the artist formerly known as Joel,
0: but you're Joe now. I uh, no.
1: Oh, okay. I wonder if we created an email, Joe at Codebreak, how many emails we find in there that have just gone missing over the years? People email. A cat, Joe Joel.
0: <laughs> I never heard of a Joel. What's that? Uh, yeah. yeah, we don't know many Joels, do we? We don't bump into many Joels.
1: No, but I totally forgot what we're
0: talking about. Uh, good marketing right. habits. I'm just double checking. So, one that we bang on about consistent persistence or persistent consistency.
1: Both. It could be either or. equally difficult to say.
0: Yeah, what is it?
1: Yeah, client meet it. potential client meeting this morning. Uh, they knew their stuff. They knew marketing, and like eight out of the ten potential new clients we see, it wasn't the, the, the lack of knowledge holding them back. It was being able to implement it consistently. They'd like kill it on Facebook for a bit. They'd kill it on Google ads for a bit.
0: Yeah, but
1: there's no one who could be in there day in day out to make sure that action was. Consistent, yeah, and that's when things fall down Especially on a social media point of view, the algorithm will just not give up on you. But if it's like, oh bloody hell, they dropped off the radar again. Well, when they next resurface, I'll give them a little bit of a cuddle.
0: But yeah, I, I got an nice ass kicking this morning off our of the agency that edit our podcast because he said you've been leaving it too late. Oh, right? Really? He said, he said you've got to be more consistent with your output.
1: Uh.
0: And I was like, fair play, he's right. I'll take them all on the chin.
1: They are not diaries, aren't they? They just get moved.
0: Well, it's an excuse, but we've had ping central here, haven't we? So, yeah. dropping yeah. like flies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so knowledge is, well, I think I did an email this recently, knowledge isn't half the battle. You know, knowledge is about 20% of the battle. 80% of the battle is implemented consistently and just carrying on. Like, not just like putting your ad in the paper for five years and hoping it works. At some point, it's like this ain't working, we've tested it properly, admit defeat and move on to something else. And to be honest, that, that's the prevalence in, in all caps of marketing, you've got to test and measure and accept that-
0: Don't steal the rest of the podcast.
1: <laughs> and, and accept that, um, Tony, I was gonna say that, that, accept that not everything will work, that's mm. fine. But you've got to try these different things and do more of what works consistently. And don't give up on something when you put one ad in the paper one night, Oh, ding, no one ran. Load of shit. I'm never going to advertise in the paper again. And do, net networking and to us, podcasting, two massive victims of
0: that. Yeah, yeah. Do something, do it well, do it lots, I mean, and then podcast, decide if it works.
1: What, six months?
0: Nothing, nothing, nothing that, for six Most months. people would have given up by that point, had it? Yeah, yeah. It really helps that I'm just a geek and like recording a podcast, but it's gone in our favour over time. But emails, same with emails. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you do our, a lot of our emails and. Initially, the uptake wasn't huge, and our email list wasn't huge. Now our email list is substantial, and the open rate is high. Consistent persistence.
1: Yeah. But a lot of people now, not a lot, a number of people now, celebrities, influencers, they're doing their daily emails, um, and, and that's the, the, the biggest marketing pillar of their business. When they get 10 minutes free in the day sometimes, they'll sit themselves down. They'll write an email on their phone and send it out to their database. Yeah, what is it? they do it
0: every day. It took me 10 years to become an overnight success or whatever the phrase is. Consistent persistence. Yeah, don't, don't give up. So, Andy,
1: tell me what... <laughs> yeah, I'd say don't give up. I'm just looking at the quotes on our wall there. Marilyn Monroe, you've only got three choices in life. Give up, give in, or give it all you've got. Fucking love that.
0: Nice one, Marilyn. She knew. So, Andy, tell me what JFDI means.
1: I mean, I've got to swear again, though.
0: Oh, I can. I've got but, a new set then. Was just fucking do it, which so I've seen good. on a few.
1: Such a potty mouth.
0: But what I'm getting at there is, if you've got an idea, if you spend longer thinking about it than doing it, you should have just done it.
1: See, I just thought you were spelling Jedi wrong all these years.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Who said it first? We've read it somewhere, haven't we? a bottle, I think. Is it? Because I've seen it on uh, a business programme, a different business person. Mm,
1: I think Nigel said it quite a few years ago, but he might have got it somewhere, I don't
0: know. It sounds American, doesn't it?
1: I mean, I, I suppose you can't say just do it because you're nicking Nike. Nike's phrase. Or they're just sticking an F-bomb in it probably isn't.
0: Yeah, Actually, I, would have, I would have risked putting it on a T-shirt. Yeah, so. yeah
1: yeah just, uh, there's a lot of procrastination if that's one of ron moore's books isn't it um, start now get perfect later but putting off till tomorrow um if i was talking to clients earlier today about the perfect sales letter you know you've got a sales letter that's 90% of the way there but you print it off you post it and it is it's on its way to named individuals compare that with the sales letter that's 99% there, but it's still on your desk, still getting edited for the 20th bloody time. Which one's going to work better for you? Sometimes just, just fucking do it. I'm not saying good is good enough. There comes a point where you, all your theory, your thinking, and your planning, and your devising and your strategising, well, it's looking great, but it's got to be out there working yeah. for you. And at some point, it needs to be out there working for you. And not when it's 50%, but when it gets towards 90%. Yeah, just get it out there.
0: We've done that one. Okay. Next. Test, measure, tweak, repeat.
1: Test and measure. I mean, I, you know how much I hate numbers, but if you know your important numbers, don't get bogged down, not, no paralysis by analysis, knowing every single number under the sun, but knowing the important numbers and testing them. So the, the worst thing you want to do, I'd say with a digital ad campaign, is to just set it and leave it to run, which I would say...
0: Most businesses
1: would do, Uh, whereas Fergus and the guys here, every day they're in the ad account looking, right, which campaigns are doing well, okay, which audience is doing well, which ads are doing well, which need tweaking. Why is that photo working better than that photo? Why is this headline working better? Following the numbers and following the money, and that comes down to, well, obviously knowledge, a hell of a lot of knowledge and, and ongoing learning because things change, but it's putting that time aside. And not many businesses have that time unless they've got like a full time in-house marketing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky, I think. But it doesn't matter, does it? Whatever you do. Test, measure, tweak, repeat. It's
1: And I I would say that social media platforms, obviously, which are pretty much all pay pay to play now, they don't really want the average person on the street with a business to do this test and measuring. They just want them to press the big button that says, oh, boost your I, post and you can reach 10,000 people for I'd 10 quid. I'll tell
0: you a story now, something that I've learned recently. And obviously, I'd like to think I'm quite a bit better than the average Joe at a Facebook ad. Well, the average Joel. <laughs> the average Joel, yeah. Um, Facebook, if you put content in an ad that Facebook deems Facebook-friendly... So by Facebook-friendly, I would mean use of emojis, the the image with the content probably features a friendly face, and it's probably quite bright, so it's something that would get seen in the the news feed. Facebook will prioritise that if you do budget optimisation. The issue you've got there is it might not be the best-priced creative you've got, but Facebook will drive the money towards it because it suits Facebook's purposes better. So you'll pay more because Facebook's not driving the money towards the least, the least expensive version of your ad. So if you, were, if you weren't in the know, you would, oh, I mean. you'd lose your money.
1: Oh, I mean.
0: Yeah, big one.
1: That's scary, isn't it? You've, you've got to you've got like what I said a minute ago about learning, knowing Facebook ads now, or I don't know, Instagram ads, Google ads, whatever it might be that doesn't mean in six months' time that knowledge is going to serve you as well. And sometimes, because essentially, I guess they're based around free platforms, it's not their duty to inform you. Sometimes they do, sometimes they do. Yeah, yeah. It's your job to keep up and use these platforms because they know, to be honest, they've got you by the short and curlings.
0: I think that's something people struggle to, to get their heads around is why isn't there like an instruction manual for this? You can do courses and you mm. can find out how to do a Facebook ad, but there's no one at Facebook, who's going to tell you, oh, by the way, we're going to drive your money towards the ad that suits our needs more than suits yours, or we're going to block you because that, at the moment that topic is a bit out of kilter with what we see as our corporate goals. And that's a really tricky thing to comprehend. You want me to use a platform, but there's no kind of guidebook on how to get the best out of it. It's Mm. it's hard. Yeah. Right. So, do more of what works. Stop focusing on what isn't working.
1: Of oh, course, covered that, haven't we? It's so, follow the numbers again and invest more. So, all marketing is an investment. And if it's meant to be, you'll make more good investments than bad investments. you yeah. lose some amount of money, but the money you win will more than compensate. But that said, not every business owner wants to take that risk. They want a return on absolutely everything from one minute after your launch. Um, so that that ain't going to happen. The first stage in our marketing and sales system is called immediate impact, and that is about getting traction quickly through paid-for advertising. Mm. That doesn't mean, right, you're going to sell more widgets within minutes, but it's, to be honest, we think we've got the best way of doing that for you. But you've got to follow those numbers, and then yeah, you, you do more of what works. No matter how much you enjoy doing it, so, you know, I, I Even in the previous podcast, we may have sounded a bit down about certain forms of networking. The fact is, me and you, we love networking. Another reason to leap out of bed, get in the car, listen to a podcast, go and meet some people, have a bacon sandwich and and talk and all that kinds of stuff. But it came to a point where no matter how much I enjoyed it, it wasn't giving me the brand awareness or return other forms of marketing work so I had to that was another reason to park networking now of course that doesn't mean stop doing everything you enjoy if it isn't giving you a return but sometimes you have to make those business decisions so I need to spend more time looking at my back then it was my social media mm. not as exciting but it gave me more of a return giving me more of a return meant I could employ someone which freed me up to spend more time with my family which I did enjoy more than networking so it's, it's a whole holistic package I guess a
0: plethora of stuff oh But, yeah, so I think the other point I'd probably make on this in um, in quite a lot of the books I read talk about this is humans naturally gravitate towards challenges. So if you've got a problem, it's a natural phenomena to want to fix it. So the problem you have with marketing there is if you've got Facebook ads running a dream and they're bringing you a return, but your Google ads aren't quite working, and for whatever reason your exhibitions aren't working, you'll focus all your energy on trying to fix your Google ads and your, and your exhibitions, because your Facebook ads are fine, they're doing their thing. But surely in that scenario, the same thing to do, which nobody does, is bin off one of the Google or the ex- exhibitions all the money you would have spent on that, plough it into the Facebook ads that are already working. So do more of what's working and then give yourself less problems to deal with. But most people would gravitate to trying to fix their problems rather than increase their successes.
1: i say that's compounded if you know that form of marketing is working for someone you know or maybe even a competitor. So it's like, well, bloody Bob down the road, I know he's raking it in through Google Ads. Why is it not working for us? And that can really be a dangerous rabbit hole. We talk about rabbit holes a lot, don't we? Once you start going down one, it can be like days and sometimes weeks.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm one of the worst for it. But you just have to be careful as well. If your competitors say something to you like, oh, we've done it all through Google, or we've done it all through Facebook, or we've done it all through LinkedIn, just take it with a pinch of salt. Because one, if they've outsourced it, they probably might not even know how they've done it. And two... Maybe they tried to do it through one of those platforms and they're selling you a red herring. Oh,
1: so a suspicious job.
0: Just saying, just saying. Right, this one's quite similar, but not the same. Enjoy the successes, learn from the
1: failures. Yeah, celebrating successes, that's, yeah. What is success in business? I, get, I think for a lot of people, that can be earning more money by selling more widgets or by helping more people, more businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but you sell 100 more widgets today. Do you celebrate that fact or are you too focusing on selling 101 widgets the next day? Yeah. And many business owners, including ourselves, can often fall into the second camp. We've won massive contracts. And done nothing. And brilliant, Joel, we've done it. Brilliant, brilliant. Within an hour, we'll be playing pool and having lunch or something. And, and that's great. Um, but now we are making ourselves more accountable to success, celebrate those successes. Otherwise, why the hell are you doing it? It doesn't even have to be work. It could be, well, I mean, right, let's, let's take Hannah and Emma out for lunch. We'll just celebrate it together, whatever it might be. But, but, and also because there can be quite, um, quite down periods of business or bad periods of business. You've had a day, you have to put up with a lot of shit, You've always got to remember those successes, especially if you suffer from imposter syndrome, or whatever. To remember that you know your shit, as in like you know you're your YOU are not YOU Ospreyori.
0: Thanks for clarifying. You know, just no, I'm sure clarifying. what you meant.
1: Know your know your stuff. That's probably what we need yeah. to say. Re- your successes need to be there to, to remind you that you know your stuff. So even when things are crap, it's like no, no, no. I can do big deals. I can sell more widgets. I can land new clients. I've just got to get myself back to that frame of mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And I think anchoring, is that right? Yeah. Anchoring anchoring is really important and yeah, celebrate your successes and then don't dwell on your failures, but learn from them because you'll have way more failures than you do successes. Every business owner does, but make sure that you learn from them and don't repeat those mistakes and we've we talked about this on the previous podcast, but it's so easy to repeat a mistake or to think, oh, I won't get it wrong this time. And actually, just don't do that to yourself.
1: It's, it's, diff- it's difficult if if a mistake aligns with your values. So say one of our values or our motto to help people have fun. We, we, we do, we want to help people, help nice people. Obviously, we want to help people. So... If something goes wrong or when we are trying to help someone, it, it's hard to sort of forget that. So all you're trying to do is help that person. Mm. And it's hard not to come back to that because it resonates really strongly. Yeah. But it takes a lot of, what well, don't worry, it's not mental training, but just maybe it's just learning, mindset learning, training yourself to focus on those positive.
0: Yeah. I think some really successful people come across like they don't care. And it isn't that they don't care, it's that they've learned to care about the things that are important. Um, and, you know, certainly you and I have both built our businesses on over caring. And yeah. you have to sometimes remember when you're caring about something. We had an example we chatted about this morning, and I won't name any names, but we've got a client doing a great job for that client. They're miles ahead of where they expect to be, but they're never happy because their form of Controlling their business is to always focus on the minor tie and always be super critical. And you and I care. So we get emotional about it. And we're like, well, bloody hell, you're, you're literally 300% ahead of where you thought you would be. Mm-hmm. Let's have a little bit of appreciation. But the reality is, it's just how they operate.
1: Yeah. It's important to really, know that what you focus on grows. So if you're focusing on successes, that's a lot healthier than focusing on the negatives. Yeah. Because it all takes your attention, your energy, and it's such a, a, a trick or a skill, a learned skill, to focus your attention, your efforts and energy in a positive direction.
0: Yeah. For sure.
1: Right. I'm getting deep now.
0: Last but not least, Ooh. if it works and it's fun, happy days.
1: Yeah. Too so right, marriage made in heaven. Life's too short, gotta to have fun and do what you're doing. you do. No, know, it can't be fun all the time, of course. But if you're doing stuff that you know, yeah, if you're doing stuff that you know you shouldn't be doing and you don't enjoy it, so let's say doing the books, for example, there are obviously, as you said, there are people who like doing the books or people who like doing admin, or whatever. If you don't enjoy it and you know it's not good for you to be doing in your business, you know what you need to do. Yeah. You need to be celebrating successes, growing your business, working on your business, marketing your business, and having fun while you're doing it. And if you're not having fun, if the bad does outweigh the good, maybe this ain't for you, or maybe the business model you're in at the moment isn't for you, and you need to have a rethink yeah. and a reset. Because you, know, you might be a bloody plumber and have really shit days and think, right, maybe plumbing's not for me. Well, is it plumbing or is it the way you're running your business? Because if it's because it turns out it's because you're running yourself into the ground, why is that? Your diary's full. Put your prices up, which will give you some gaps in your diary. To have some downtime, and you'll learn the same, if not more money. There's, usually there's something you can do to make a model that will give you, to be honest, a lot more breathing room, and a breathing room usually equals fun.
0: Yeah, freedom.
1: Freedom, freedom to yeah, make yeah. decisions. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not money, freedom.
0: Yeah, if you earn more money, all it does is buy you more opportunities for freedom. Whether that's time, time with your family, holidays, plenty going car racing, whatever it is you want to do.
1: Oh, we've done that one. Yeah, if you can't leave your business for, well, everyone loved a different amount of time, but if you, certainly if you can't leave for a day without shitting yourself or, or, or literally your business would fall over, do something now, please.
0: Nice. And on that note, someone will have a lot to say about that. The next podcast episode is Rob Moore coming on. Oh, exciting. The Disruptive Entrepreneur. And he's had millions of podcast listeners, so he's going to have a lot to say. It's exciting. Right, catch you again.